Welcome to the Black Girl Essentials Podcast. I am your wonderful host, Marquita, joining you on our favorite day of the week, Podcast Wednesdays. It is also the start of Mental Health Awareness Month, and I'm very excited that it happened to fall in May. Not because my birthday is in May or anything like that, but I'm very excited that there, this is a time to really highlight the importance of mental health and awareness. And Today's episode, we are going to be talking about letting go, and a big part of that is living your freedom, and I feel very full, not in a sense of eating or anything like that, but full on peace, love, and understanding of who I am and where I want to be, and knowing and understanding that there are so many people on this journey in life that are dealing with so many different things, and they're trying to navigate through it, but it's a work in progress. And a lot of people are taking this time to really focus on their mental health, the importance of it, trying to find balance. And yesterday, I actually had the opportunity of having a Soul Flex session with creator and founder Frankie Vibe. She is back in the D.C. area. And she has a nonprofit called Live Your Freedom. And I decided to talk about that today and call this episode Live Your Freedom because we talked about so much during that session. And she and I went to college together, and she had started Live Your Freedom a few years ago, and I was one of her first clients, and I got a chance to experience exactly what she does because she's a soul coach. And we took the opportunity to talk about life, things that we were going through, and we just did different body movements, yoga positions, and we just really talked about what it means to live your freedom. What does it mean to just let go of everything that is going on around you and embrace that person, embrace your flaws, embrace your mistakes, and just know that it's okay to not be okay. And as we were going through the entire session for about an hour, we just vibe. We just rocked out. We caught up on a lot of things. And we just talked about things that we were trying to do and things that we were currently doing and the things that we wanted to see come to fruition. So it was very enlightening and refreshing to be in that space and catch up and just pour your soul out into the floor. So I wanted to talk about living your freedom. What exactly does that mean, especially when it relates to mental health? A lot of us are walking in darkness. A lot of us are dealing with things that nobody knows about, and we are really suppressing that stuff, not understanding that it has a psychological impact on how we operate, how we feel, and we're just masking a lot of issues that we have. And so part of living your freedom is just letting go, learning how to let go, learning how to be accepting that you are perfectly fine and you're all going to make mistakes, but we continue to learn and grow more about ourselves daily. And we have to know and understand that we are not the first nor the last. And living your freedom is just doing that, doing things that make you happy, living and walking in your purpose, regardless of what anybody has to say. And I thought about it, and it couldn't have come at a better time because I'm actually reading this book called Black Women's Mental Health, Balancing Strength and Vulnerability. And one of the excerpts from the book that really stood out to me that I really wanted to touch on today, it states that ironically then, the strong black woman is not so strong after all. She is an albatross at odds with African-American women's very survival. She is a perpetual noose around the necks of black women. 
which must be loosened if their lives are to be transformed. And that particular quote really stood out with me because we have this perception of the strong black woman. And a lot of times when you ask different women what that means, it means that, you know, you're a superwoman, you take on everything and you never get tired and you never make mistakes and you're this perfect woman and you're just running around in circles and you're being there for everybody. But does the strong black woman really exist? Like, honestly, think about it. Because when I think about strong black women, and I'm, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything, before I really understood what that meant, my definition of a strong black woman was to be able to experience life, circumstances, adversities at the cost of my mental health, at the cost of my well-being, at the cost of me being stressed, depressed. It was measured by the amount of pain I could endure. And that was the definition of a strong black woman to me. Because even growing up when you're going through certain things, and especially in my family, and it might be the same for yours, but when we are going through things as women, black women especially, you know, you're a strong woman, you know, you can do this, you can do this. And I feel that there's nothing wrong with saying that we can do this, but I feel that we get so wrapped up in that that it really takes away from us asking for help. It takes away from us stopping and knowing and understanding that we can't do it all. And I feel that when we have that, oh, you can do it, you know, you got this, you got this, you know, keep pushing, keep going, keep going, keep going. I feel that we put so much pressure on ourselves as women, black women especially, because I feel that we are um, up against a lot for one, being black, being female, being in society where we are underrepresented and we are disregarded. And that's how I personally feel. But when it comes to certain situations and things that we're going through, you know, you're always, oh, you got this, you got this, you're strong, you're this. And, you know, I know I'm strong, but I feel that the real definition of a strong black woman is admitting that I don't have it together admitting that I'm stressed, I'm depressed, and getting to a point where I understand that I don't have to hold it all in. And living my freedom, living your freedom, is knowing and understanding that nothing really matters. The opinions of others don't matter. You know, if you wake up in the morning, if you get your kids together, you make sure everybody is out the door, you get yourself together, you go to work, and you're experiencing something, and you know, you mess up and you make mistakes. Being able to acknowledge that, acknowledge and accept that you're not going to have it all together. None of us are perfect. And living your freedom is being accepting of that, acknowledging that and being okay with it. And so when I talk about the strong black woman mentality, I feel like that has caused a division. I feel like that has created a lot of confusion when it comes to black women, especially as it relates to mental health. And the reason why is because we have this mentality, especially growing up, that we have to always have it together. We have to keep going. You know, we have to make sure that things are in order and we can't ask for help. And if we show any type of weakness, quote unquote, such as crying or breaking down, we feel that we have failed. You know, we feel that we don't have it together or it's an embarrassment if we were to experience a breakdown or we were to go to someone and ask for help. And I'm not going to lie. 
I felt like that. And at times I currently do feel like that. So I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I have never made the comment that, you know, I never asked for anything and, you know, I'm asking this time. So could you help me and things like that? And I had to get out of the habit of that. And I had this conversation with my dad a few months ago and I was paying off debt. I was, I was over here. I was working full time. I was saving. I was, I was trying to pay off some things and I needed something. And I forget how we ended up talking about it, but I told him, I was like, Hey, you know, you don't understand. Like I struggle. I go through so many different things, but you would never know it because I never asked for help. And I never talked to you about what is going on. And part of the reason that I did that and I had to learn to get out of that habit was because I didn't want to be viewed as being weak. Now, even though it came at the expense of me being stressed, being depressed, not getting enough sleep, wanting to go to work, come home, eat, not exercising and things like that. And it's things that I know better. You know, I knew better then not to do that, but I did it anyway because that was the mentality that I had. And so I had to have that conversation and get my dad to understand that because he would always say, you know, you're a strong woman, you know, you have it together, you're handling your business, you're doing this, you're doing this, you're doing that. And it was more so of living up to an expectation. Living up to an expectation and not wanting someone to look at you and say, damn, you know, you don't have it together. And it took me a while to get there. And I'm not going to say that I haven't, you know, stepped back to that time because, you know, there are some situations I'm like, you know, I got it. You know, I can handle it. But I had to reshift my focus and I had to reshift my thinking. And I'm pretty sure that most of you can relate when it comes to that. I had to get out of the the mentality that I can't ask for help. And if I do ask for help, that's a sign of weakness because it's not. That's me being vulnerable. That's me putting myself in a position to be comfortable enough to say, hey, you know what? I can't do it. I ain't got it, <laughs> you know? And I always said that I refuse to put myself in a position where I am going to either go broke or um, put myself in a financial bind trying to do it all by myself, being stressed and things like that. And I told myself, you know, I'm, I'm very frugal. And I said, you know, if I can't afford it, I don't need it. And that's really how I look at a lot of things. But even stepping away from the monetary aspect, even if it's just someone to talk to, you know, dealing, going through the emotions by yourself and dealing with yourself. And I, I went through that for a couple of years and it came at the expense of me being stressed and depressed and feeling like nobody was there. I was always the person reaching out, checking up on people. And I'm thousands of miles away. Because I am in Europe and my family is back in the States. So there have been situations where I would get into an argument with someone back home. And they're like, well, you know, you don't check up. You don't do this. But I'm like, yo, I'm thousands of miles away. <laughs> you know, I'm thousands of miles away from you. You don't know if I'm stressed. You don't know if I'm dealing with mental health issues. You don't know if I'm depressed. You don't know any of these things that are going on because... I'm always the nurturer. And I feel that women, we are naturally nurturers. You know, we want to fix it. We want to make sure that everyone is good. We want to make sure the family is straight. We want to make sure things are going correctly. And even if it comes at the expense of us not looking at how that is affecting us. And so 
we develop this facade that we have it all together and we don't. And I don't have it all together. I am not the first nor the last. And if you're listening to this, ladies, I'm here to tell you, you don't get it all together. You don't. We're all going to mess up. We're all going to fall short. And that's okay. Living your freedom is being okay with that. Being accepting of that. Knowing that you're going to fall. You're going to make mistakes. But guess what? You're going to get back up. And you're going to be fine. And to have that soul flex session yesterday to catch up with Wit and talk about things that had changed from the time we first had that session up until now, we were going through a lot. <laughs> we were going through some issues. And, you know, we laugh about it now, but it was all a part of our journey. It was all a part of us getting to this particular space in our lives where we reshifted our focus and how we wanted to see things, how we wanted our lives to be. And one of the things that we discussed, like, hey, it's, it's a work in progress. You know, we have our days where we're kind of like, huh. I don't think this is going to work. And, you know, we have those moments of self-doubt and that's with anybody, but we don't stay in that doubt. We don't stay in that space where we're constantly telling ourselves that we don't deserve because we are so deserving of so much more. And those of you who are listening, you are so deserving. You deserve all of your heart's desires and true intentions. And sometimes life happens and that's okay. Um, a lot of times people have their lives planned out. And I was one. I was one of those individuals when I was in my 20s. I said, okay, by the time I hit 30, I'm going to have a family. I'm going to be married. I'm going to have kids. You know, I had all of this made up in my mind that this was how it was going to be. Your girl is 35, and she doesn't have any of that. And when I hit 30 and I didn't have that and I didn't feel or see that I was on the path to getting these things that I said I was going to have, I felt that I was failing because I had the career. I had all of my accolades and my accomplishments and I was doing all the things that I love to do. But on the flip side of that, when I said that I wanted, you know, the family, the kids and things like that, when I felt and saw that I wasn't getting that, I was like, I'm doing something wrong. And in reality, I was doing everything right. Everything was going right because everything was happening according to how it was supposed to happen. And me being 35, I'm not going to say that I don't want a family, I don't want kids, because I do. However, it's going to happen when it happens, how it was supposed to happen. And I had to really get out of that, and I'm glad I did get out of that. And I, I get asked those questions, you know, um, I know you're going to want a family and kids, you know, in these amount of years. I can want that. Does that mean that it's going to happen at that time? Absolutely not. Not saying that it can't, but I'm not going to put myself in a position where I'm so caught up on that that it's taking my focus away from enjoying what's in front of me. And I think that most of us do that. And that's when we become stressed because we feel that things aren't going how we want them to go. Just know and believe that God and the universe is working together to bring you everything that you want, everything that your heart desires. And you just have to walk in your purpose and your freedom and just let it go. And it's hard. It's absolutely hard. And I deal with it daily. And that's why I'm so glad going through this, this point in my life right now with being quarantined and having the odd and even days off of work and being able to focus on what it is that I really, really want to do and really doing self-work. 
doing a lot of self-work and that takes time. It takes a lot of time and focus and, and dedication. And a lot of us, we are so used to looking at different things to take our minds off of the reality that we don't want to see. And that's why I feel that some people don't know how to handle being alone. Because once you're alone, you have to really face yourself. You have to face those skeletons in your closet. You have to face your demons. You have to face you. You have to look at yourself in the mirror and you have to sit in that. And some people don't know how to handle that. And because you don't know how to handle that and you don't know how to process it, you don't know what to do. And that's why some people feel like, oh, you know, I got to get out of the house. I got to travel. I got to do this. I got to do that. And it's not that something is wrong with you wanting to get out and travel, but you're looking for other means to take your mind off the reality that you're going to face every single night when you come home, take off your clothes, get settled in and go to bed. And you're laying there and you're thinking about whatever it is going on in your mind that you have not resolved. And that's not living in your freedom. That's you living prisoner to your thoughts. Is that is you living prison to the reality that you don't want to face about yourself? And it's very important when we're talking about mental health, especially amongst black women, because we have a lot of issues, ladies, a lot of them. And having those conversations with family and even having that conversation with myself and knowing that there were a lot of things that I experienced and that I went through that I had to deal with. And, you know, even with journaling and having a conversation with people and getting it all out and going through coaching sessions and talking to um, my different friends who are um, into the, the life coaching and things like that and finding ways for me to express that, even with doing that, you know, your mind still wonders and you think about, you know, what could have been, what should have been, and you can't get caught up on that. And I had to really shift it and understand that the only thing that matters is what happening is what's happening in the present. That's all that matters. And I want us to know and understand that as we are focusing on mental health this month and the importance of it, really tap into that and just focus on what is currently in front of you. What are some things that you can do to express yourself and live in your freedom and walk in your purpose? And I feel that once we understand that and are able to face ourselves and know and understand that we do not have it all together and that it is a work in progress, that is the first step. Acknowledging is the first step. You have to acknowledge that there's something there. You have to. Because unless you're able to, until you're able to do that, nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to change in your life. You're not going to see things progress. You're not going to see all of these great and wonderful things that you want to happen. None of that is going to take place until you acknowledge that something is wrong and you have to face whatever your reality is. You know, you can't keep running from it because it's always going to keep coming back. And it's like that saying when you're going through a situation and you keep going through the same thing. You keep going through the same problems. You keep running into the same individuals. You know, you keep repeating this thing. And they always say that you're going to continue to repeat the same lesson until you learn what it is that you were supposed to learn. And so until we are at a point where we are accepting and acknowledging of whatever skeletons that we have, whatever demons that we have, whatever issues that we need to talk about and address, we're not going to see any real change. 
And we can't get mad when we don't see it because we're not understanding and realizing that we're still stagnant and complacent with what we're comfortable with. And sometimes we don't have to have that conversation with ourselves. And I have conversations with myself all the time, (laughs) all the time. And that's okay. It's okay for you to look yourself in the mirror and say, what is it that you want? What would you tell yourself if you saw you living the way that you're living? What would you tell yourself? And that was one of the questions that I came across in the book that I'm reading, Black Women's Mental Health. And when I read that, I'm like, I would tell myself to get it together. You know, don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. So if you would tell yourself that, then why aren't you doing what you would tell yourself if you saw yourself living the way that you're doing right now? So that question really resonated with me and it started a conversation that I needed to have. And I'm learning a lot reading this book, and I highly recommend it, even for the men. It's called Black Women's Mental Health, Balancing Strength and Vulnerability. And it is by Stephanie Evans, Kanika Bell, and Nasinga Burton. So I really recommend that book. I've told a couple of people about it. And you might think you know, but this book really breaks it down. And I'm very fortunate to have been told about this book, and I'm really taking my time with it to know and understand it and break it down and incorporate that with some of the coaching um, that I will be doing. But I really wanted to take this time to talk about that and just kick off this month with that whole concept and idea of addressing mental health and the importance of it. And I do eventually want to talk about the, um, the relation with mental health and men and, and all of that. But I feel that it's very important for us to focus on the women because when it comes to mental health, you typically hear about how it affects men, you know, the things that the, the men go through in our community, not knowing that women we we experience a lot. We go through a lot mentally when it comes to looking at those different situations and circumstances when it comes to black men within our community because we are the mothers. We are the sisters. We are the wives. We are, you know, the kid's mom. We are the nurturers. We are the ones that really feel the bulk of that because we are the ones that are holding it together. You know, life is brought forth from us. So we are the ones that are feeling the emotional aspect of it. So I think it's very important for us to focus on that as well when it comes to us as women. And I'm not taking away from any of the issues that our men go through. I love you. I love you dearly. I do. But I really feel it's important for us to focus on the mental health of women because we have some things that we need to work through. And, you know, when I have these podcasts over the next couple of weeks, I am going to be providing information for different life coaches, soul coaches that I know, um, because I think it's important. I think it's very important for us to build a community amongst other women and just create that space where we can talk about those issues that are impacting us on a deep psychological level. And I don't feel that we address it as often as we should. You know, and that's why you have that saying that we are the ones that are underrepresented. We're not protected. You know, we we are looked down upon. And that's true. That is absolutely true. And we carry we carry a lot. We carry a lot as black women. 
And I think it's time for us to start really focusing on that and changing the narrative, which is very important. So I just want to jump on here this week and just kick off Mental Health Awareness Month and just talk about living your freedom, what that means, and embracing who you are, embracing the person that you currently are and that you are growing to be, because I think it's very important for us to just walk in our light and our purpose and just know that we are not in this thing alone. So of course, with any and everything, I will always leave you guys with peace, love, and light. And until next week, I will talk to you soon. Oh, you know, man, oh, you know, man, oh, you know, man.